The following is a presentation of WIM, Westminster Youth Ministry. We all love community. We all long for a place where we can feel welcomed and loved. In this series called Open Door, we will look at the many examples that Christ has given to us on how we are to be hospitable to others. And from that, we will see how we can put it into practice ourselves. We hope you enjoy. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. When you break up into groups, you can go under the, the lights that we have, or you can sit close to the fire. We'll break up into groups in just a few minutes. All right, y'all, we are going to get started. We're going to take the next five weeks on Sunday nights, and as our church as a whole is going to focus on hospitality, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to do a little five-week study on hospitality, and we're just going to work through some scriptures over the next five weeks that teach us how we're to be more hospitable and ways that we can practically live that out. So this is our first event for the year. We kick back up Wednesday nights this coming Wednesday from 6 to 7.30. So let me pray for us, and then we will jump in here. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would work through us tonight, Lord. Show us our need to be welcoming to others and help us to learn how you have been open and warm and welcoming to us so that we can reflect that to those around us. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. I've quoted this woman before. And she's an incredible writer, and I've had the benefit of actually going to hear her speak. It's a woman named Rosaria Butterfield, and she's a former professor at Syracuse University. She was a very open lesbian who ended up being called away from that lifestyle, and she found Jesus, and she's now married to a minister, and she is seeking to honor God in everything that she does. And she is huge on hospitality. She just wrote a book called Hospitality Comes with a House Key. And this is a quote from her book. It says, Those who live out radically ordinary hospitality see their homes not as their own, but as a gift from God for the use and furtherance of his kingdom. So I want to ask this as we start out. You don't have to answer this out loud, but think about it. Do we often view everything that we have as God's? Or do we view it as our own? Whether it be your possessions, your time, your money, Whatever it is, oftentimes we think that those things are ours, but really, even in things like our houses, those are gifts from God that are to be used for hospitality and used for bringing glory to Him. So our money, our possessions, our time, our homes, these are all gifts from God that are for His use. So for us to truly understand what it means to be hospitable and to put that into practice, we must look at it through how Christ has done that for us. And that's what we're going to do tonight. God has shown us hospitality by giving us Jesus. So let's do our group thing. Let's, let's start with Ethan over here. Count off to three. All right, y'all. So let's come back together here. All right, so group one. Group one is going to read Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And we're going to look at how God has shown us hospitality through his creation. So group one, which is my group one? All right, somebody from group one. And God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Created him in 
the image of God, and created them male and female. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. Okay, so what gracious characteristic does God give us when he created us? We were created in God's image. Yeah, so we're created in his image. So in his grace, he created us to do what? To reflect him, okay? No other part of creation is given this benefit, okay? So the squirrels, they're not meant to be made in God's image. The rhinoceros is not the same, okay? Only human beings were created to reflect God's image, Okay, so why is this so important for us as we view others? What do y'all think? It is important because we are all equal. Okay, yeah, so it puts us on a level ground. Okay, it means that everybody that we know is made in God's image. That means the person in your class that you can't stand and you really hate being around, they're made in God's image. Okay? That best friend that you have that sometimes you fight with, they're made in God's image. Okay, those family members that stress you out, they're made in God's image. We're all members of this thing called humankind, and we're all meant to reflect God's glory back to him. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody does that, but that is what we were meant to do as people. As we look at others, it doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everybody, but what it does mean is that everybody has value that you need to give them. Okay? So even though you can't stand them, you can still give them value. If we understand that we're all made in God's image, it gives us a better picture of how we're to be a little bit more hospitable to those that we don't like and, and we have trouble being around. So what about God's character speaks to our need of being hospitable to others? What about God tells us that we need to be hospitable? He's hospitable to us. We're made in his image. Yeah. So what are some ways that he's hospitable to us? Okay, he created us, made things. Okay, earth, he, he gave us a place to live, okay. And how does giving us Jesus show hospitality? Okay, yeah, yeah, he gave us Jesus who ultimately welcomes us into what? God's family. The more we begin to see people through that lens of being made in God's image, the more we realize God's intent for this world, Okay, the more likely we are to show them that love because God desires to show that love. So when he gives us Jesus, he's saying, I want you. You have value. Come to me. Okay, That's the picture he gives us. And when we neglect to see people made in God's image, we're essentially saying God did it wrong. Okay, They're not worth it. That weird neighbor that kind of creeps you out, they're not made in God's image. That neighbor that you feud with, they're not made in God's image. But that's not what the Bible tells us. It says we're all made in God's image. So, he gives us hospitality through creation, but he also does it by commandment. Let's read Matthew 22, 34-40. Group 2. Who's group 2? Alright, would you all read the Matthew passage for me? Alright, go ahead, Caleb. So when the Pharisees heard that he had idols of the Pharisees were gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to ask him, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your soul. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is how to shall love your neighbor as yourself. And these two commandments are from all the law and the law. Awesome. Thank you. 
Right, so what is the first thing that we as believers are to do here on this earth, according to this passage? Okay, we are to love God, okay? Uh, We're to do that with all of our heart, our soul, and mind. That means that our number one priority should be worship, should be pleasing God, okay? And if you're here, and I want you to to not hear this as a critique. I, I really want you to hear this for what it is. If you're here, and that command is about tenth on your list, I'm glad you're here. But I want to challenge you to to rethink the priorities in your life. Because if we're not living for God, then who are we living for? We're living for ourselves. And God doesn't want us to do that because he wants us to do the thing that we were created to do. We were created to love God and enjoy him forever. And that's one of the best things and one of the most blessed things that we can do. So... That commandment doesn't end there, okay? He tells us to love God, but he also tells us to do something else. So group two, what is the second thing? To love our neighbors as ourselves, okay? That same love that that we're to show God is to be reflected to others. Yeah, that means that it's to be given to those that you care for. It means it's to be given to those that you don't care for. It means it's to be given to those that you respect. It's to be given to those that you don't respect. And those you know and those you don't. We're called to love all. Now, how does the first commandment lead us towards the second one? This is a very important question. Uh huh. Okay. Okay, so he gives us a great example, does he not? Yeah, we love because God first loved us. We can't love others if we're not loving God and if we're not pursuing Him. <laughs> we'll edit the train out. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it in. I'll leave it in. So God gives us an example. He, he loves us how? He loves us unconditionally, right? Okay? If he loves us unconditionally, how does he love us? Don't just say unconditionally. Tell me what that is. Okay, he loves us no matter what. Okay, it means that when we fall short and we sin, he doesn't say, I'm done with John Mark, okay? Or I'm done with Jack. Or I'm done with Carabeth. No, he never says that, right? Because he loves us unconditionally, okay? He gives us an example of how to love others unconditionally. He does so through sacrifice. He did it by sending who? He did it by sending Jesus, okay? And you want to talk about stepping out of a comfort zone? Jesus stepped out of heaven to come and be hospitable to us. Think about that. Like He stepped out of the most perfect and wonderful place, and he said, I'm going to go hang out with those people who are liars, they're cheats, they steal, they kill. I'm going to go hang out with those people. Think about that picture right there. He loves us that much that he's willing to do it. So let me ask you this question, and this is a practical question for everybody here. What would it look like for you to love your neighbor as yourself? What would it look like for you to love your neighbor as yourself? I want to hear some examples, so tell me. What are ways that we love ourselves? It's kind of a weird thing to think about. But what are ways that we show love to ourselves? We eat? Yes. I love to eat, okay? What else? What are ways that we show love to ourselves? We buy things, okay? 
Okay? We like putting stuff on Instagram. Okay? We like making ourselves feel good, right? Okay? We like treating ourselves to nice things. And God is saying, you need to love others the way that you would want to be loved. Okay? Some examples of how we do that is when someone is really frustrating us or we really hate somebody, we can practice hospitality by simply saying, you know what? They're a sinner just like me. I make tons of mistakes as well. I need to be more willing to show grace to this person. It also means, you know, keeping our, our attitudes in check sometimes. Sometimes our attitudes can be so poor that we just take it out on everybody else around us, right? And now, is that fair? No, it's not. But we do it all the time. But looking at that and saying, you know what? I'm having a rough day. I need to be able to step back and not yell at this person just because they're next to me. Okay? That's a way for us to be hospitable and to treat others as ourselves. All in all, showing hospitality to people. Pastor Wade said it this morning. and Pastor Ben said it tonight. Hospitality is risky. Okay? Showing unconditional love to people is risky. Because it means what? You're inviting people where? Into your life. Okay? That means they're going to know more about you. That means you're going to know more about them. And it's a risk, but it's worth it. So let's look at this last part, hospitality by invitation. Matthew 4, 18 to 22. What does Jesus invite these men to do here? When he calls them, what, what is he doing? He's saying, come and follow me. Okay, I want you to think about the picture of what's happening here. What are these men's profession? What do they do? They fish, okay? What do they have to do in order to provide for their families? They have to catch fish, okay? They don't pay the bills if they don't fish. But what do they do when Jesus says, come and follow me? They drop everything, right? That's a pretty big commitment. But that's what these men are doing. They see Jesus. It's the fact that he is calling them. And he's inviting them in. That's an act of hospitality. And what's his ultimate goal for them? What does he want them to do? He wants them to be fishers of men. Now, what does that mean? A what? Apostles? What was that? Yeah, he wants he wants them to be a part of this hospitality thing. Okay, he's saying, I want you to be fishers of men. I want you to invite others into your life just like I'm inviting you into mine. And that's our calling as believers. Okay? He wants them to be fishers of men. There's so much in that picture that we can talk about, but we're just going to keep it there. He's inviting them to be his disciples. And they would go on to be disciples of the nations, okay, bringing many to the Lord. And all this started with a simple invitation. Come and follow me. And we're going to do the same. So, how does discipleship show hospitality? How does discipling someone in your life, how does that show hospitality? Say it a little bit louder. Okay? Shows that you care. If you're answering the question, speak loud, because all I can hear is the train right now. What are ways that discipling somebody shows hospitality? The train is gone. It sounds so much quieter. All right, let me ask the question one more time. This is our last question for tonight. How is discipling people showing hospitality? Yeah, I think you're on something. You're opening your life to them. Okay, yeah, we, we, when we disciple people, we're sharing our life experiences. We're sharing mistakes that we've made. We're sharing successes that we've had. We're showing them ways that we have grown in our faith and the ways that the Lord has worked in us. And again, that's a risky thing. 
Okay? But it's also inviting people in. Okay? Discipleship is at the core of hospitality. That's a calling from God that we need to take very seriously. Okay? Uh, to be truly hospitable is to show care, kind of like what, what Balan just said, and to pursue. And when we have someone that loves us, have y'all ever had someone that just poured into you a lot and showed that they really cared? It's a good feeling, right? We love it when people pursue us. We love it when people disciple us and take us under their wing. Okay? And that's something that we can emulate for others. Okay? Now, for you guys right now, you guys are in junior high and senior high. There's probably not a whole lot of opportunities for you to disciple other people. But this is a lifelong thing that we're called to do. And we need to do that. So let me close with the story. If, if our greatest need had been information, what would God have sent us? A book of a, a teacher, maybe? Okay. If our greatest need had been more technology, who would he have sent? A robot, a scientist? Okay. If our greatest need had been money, who would probably be a good person to send? Maybe an accountant? Okay. And, and, okay. Uh, if our greatest need had been fun, who would he have sent? Tree. Because I'm fun, right? No, he would have sent an entertainer. Okay. But what is our greatest need? We need Savior. We need, we need God's love. So who did he send? He sent a Savior. He sent Jesus. God knows our every need. He knows exactly what your heart needs. And he's providing for that. Jesus came, and when he died on the cross for you, guess what he said? He said, you're welcome. You're welcome into my Father's kingdom. And he thankfully did that. Without that, we have zero hope. So in response to that, our call as believers is to reflect that to others and to, to give that same welcome to others. And we have a great example. We need to look no further than what Jesus did on the cross. So I want you to take some time this week to prayerfully consider what your life would look like if you loved your neighbors as yourself. Now, that could be your physical neighbors, the people that live next door. It could be the people that you work with. It could be the people that you're in class with. It could be anybody, essentially, in your world. Think about the ways that you can show God's love to people, even in the simplest ways. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. Number nine. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time and this beautiful evening that we can come and talk about our need of you. And Lord, we ask that as you work in our hearts, Lord, that you would teach us more and more how to be hospitable to others. So we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. Please keep an eye out for more audio upcoming from WYN.